The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Quick Cutter version of Catch and Shoot 2.0, courtesy of Pure Hoops Media. Our featured conversation this week is with Seth Partno of The Athletic, and Otto and I asked him everything. Among the things we chatted about, why do we have such a hesitancy to understand the reason basketball is back is not for love of the game, but more for money. You know, Seth, one of the things I keep going back to is, so, so baseball, for instance, is finally going to get going after month-long negotiations about what the players were going to get paid, how many games they were going to go. The NBA essentially had no negotiation, but part of the reason that we're getting back to this is because of the television contracts they have with their TV partners. It's part of the reason why this bubble atmosphere is being played at Disney World. Uh, it's, it's funny, and there is certainly a competitive standpoint, but how much of this is also focused on the amount of money that the league needs to make in order to reach the CBA as well? Yes. I think if there wasn't a massive amount of money at stake, I don't think anyone will be playing. I think Adam Silver has acknowledged this. I think the players have acknowledged this. I think uh, GMs and executives have acknowledged this. And um, I think, I think commissioner Silver said it in, in his, uh, his conference call uh, earlier this week. Uh, or last week, whenever it was, um, that that you know this is this is kind of the reality we're living in now, and it's a it's a a decision and a, a a situation that every American business is figuring out how do we go how do we operate as a going concern in this environment, and the NBA is certainly one of the more hope high profile instances of that, but yeah, it's about the money and putting people to work and it's not just the players and the coaches there's uh, all you know number of people up and down every organization that that are supported by this um and figuring out how to you know continue doing business and that's a huge part of it and you know it's professional sports so acknowledging that isn't doesn't devalue um the competitive aspect but it just has to be acknowledged that's a that's that's a an overwhelming part of what we're doing and why are people so hesitant to acknowledge that part of it? I honestly don't know. Um, I, I, I really don't. Um, <laughs> it's, it's something that's been hard for me to, to wrap my head around. I do understand like from the standpoint where if people are worried about, you know, sacrificing health for short-term revenue, I think that is a, that is a real concern. Um, I think in this instance, um, you know, based on the expert opinion of, of, you know, the, the, the medical and scientific folks that the NBA seems to have come up with a plan that is uh, as best as is practicable to, to deal with that concern. And we have to acknowledge the fact that um, not continuing with the season, just based on the number of players who are testing positive for, for the coronavirus, you know, coming back to their practice facilities where that, you know, players like all of us are not living in risk-free environments right now. So it, it, the question is, is the additional risk of the season such that it is worth continuing on or not? And um, and again, to get back to your original question about whether this 
restart will happen or not. I think that's the question that that is still what what they're going to end up facing when they get to the point of 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 go or no go. And Seth, that that's a really good point because if they're going to be in this bubble environment, theoretically, everybody would test negative for COVID nineteen, right? So theoretically, they're in a safer spot in late July than they are today, where they can just go out to wherever they are in the world, whether people are wearing masks or not. So it's it's a tough question to answer, and it's a tough situation to be in, regardless. Yeah, I think. Um... I asked. We've we've had a, on on my podcast. We've had a we've had an a, a, an epidemiologist on a few times, and um and he he kind of agreed with my framing that uh, individual players might be safer in this environment, but the systematic risk to the league as a whole is higher just by everyone being sort of congregated in 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 one place in in this way. So that's a that's that's. that's something to be worried about. And there's, I don't think there's any good reason to sugarcoat that. So Seth, with the neutral site, um, you don't have players traveling. You don't have the hotels. You don't have the nice locker room with the dingy locker room. You don't have any of that. So is this going to be the purest form of hoop that we as fans could expect to find, could expect to see? Purest is, is an, is an interesting uh, way of putting it. Um, I think it'll be it'll be different. Um, I think that uh, because the season is so long, players become acclimatized to the the rhythms of 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 kind of the game. And part of the rhythms of the game is the in a national TV game the you know two minute whatever timeouts with the with you know the the coach has about thirty seconds of stuff to say, and then everyone's just kind of waiting and watching the jumbotron and trying to stay focused and stuff like that. Uh, and over 82 games and, and you know, a, a playoff run, you get used to that. And certainly over your career, you get used to that. But now that all those things are taken away, it's a different environment. I will say that without kind of the home court uh, factor, which uh, at this point, the research seems to indicate is mostly about um, uh, refing um, with, with, with that kind of taken out of the, the, um, the, the, that that taken out of the equation, there will be kind of a, a an even start to most games, uh, but how they play out, um, I, I don't know if I want to say pure, but it'll definitely be a different uh, in environment, um, and and how that actually affects the play on the court, be interesting to see. So you do, uh, the- so you do mention something that that we hadn't really touched on, and that's that's the that's the refereeing. I mean. Uh, so what what would be your kind of take on how that might show itself? Um, I think, I mean, I just think that it's, it has been, you know, shown that uh, home court advantage, at least in basketball, and I find some of the studies that have looked at this have, to be pretty convincing, is mostly in the, the home team tends to get like the 50-50 calls, just a little bit more. And that that's kind of a large part of where the uh, – the 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 home court advantage comes into play, um, and so if those become actually fifty fifty calls, or maybe we start to see that that certain teams and players are getting more of those, um, you know, to we maybe see the, the star system really establish itself in that, like you know, name a player whether it's you know LeBron or Kawhi or Giannis or James Harden or whoever. Uh, they they start they suddenly are getting more of these calls than than the average bear, um, you know. Uh, 
that that could come to fruition but i think that the 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 main driver of home court has kind of been removed yeah seth you know the thing no one seems to be talking about but this is like the Orlando Pro Summer League on steroids, right? Like that's basically what the Pro Summer League was. Everybody's just sitting in a gym with scouts around them, no fans, nothing. It was a smaller gym. But anyway, I'm nostalgic for the Orlando Pro Summer League just because I attended it a handful of times. But regardless, you know, another question we wanted to ask you was, you know, does the bubble potentially enhance or diminish any of the analytic trends that had kind of been established this season? I I would assume a lot of those will go forward just like they are. But do you foresee anything changing? So postseason basketball and and regular season basketball is already pretty different. Um, there's sort of uh, when you're playing 82 games, plays a different different team in a different city every other night. There's only kind of so much that you you change. You you tend to be more all right. Let's do what we do and and focus on that, and it'll. Uh, if we do what we do right, we give ourselves the best chance to win. Um, uh, in in kind of more technical terms, you're playing a game theory optimal style. Um, you, when you get into a playoff series, where okay, we have time and focus to look at just this one team for seven seven games, then that changes your preparation pretty significantly. In terms of you're not just doing what'll work well against 29 other teams. You're you're really focusing in on what will work well against one team. Uh, and so in that manner, uh, playoff basketball is already different than regular season basketball. So while some of the trends we see across the league in terms of shot selection and so on uh, do continue into the playoffs, there's also uh, much more ability to individually adjust to the strengths and tendencies uh, and weaknesses and uh, exploitable you know, gaps uh, in the opposition in a, a playoff setting. And so if you'd like to hear more from Seth Partnow, check out the full version of Catch and Shoot 2.0 with me, Otto Strong, and my partner, Aaron Berlin from Pure Hoops Media.